Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Well, welcome everybody to the American Maiden Page Show. Zach here. I'm back with... uh, Mr. Dreg, Professor Dreg, as usual. I, I always feel funny for saying that, but you know what? It's your stage name. No one knows your real name. People keep asking who you are, but those requests have stopped recently. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's talk a little bit about gimmicks. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, social media and how people actually are able to generate a lot of attention. So you were telling me a little bit, I don't know much about this, so feel free to give the listener some context because. This was uh, posted by Brandon Strzok of Walkaway, from where a lot of people also know me from. And uh, this whole uh, Chris Cuomo Fredo thing, what was the deal with that? Just give me a lowdown because I don't know much. I just saw it on the internet, but I don't know much about it. Okay, so um, everybody knows who Dr. Michael Savage is. Dr. Michael Savage is uh, a prominent national TV, uh, uh, not TV, uh, radio personality. Yep. And so... He is from the Bronx, grew up in the Bronx. So he, uh, Savage, even though he lives in San Francisco, but yeah, he's, he's, New York. he's a New Yorker. The way he talks is just like, <laughs> yeah. And you could totally hear it in his voice. So, um, so anyway, long story short, Savage always calls weak people in politics or the media Fredo. He does? And that's an Italian thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's an Italian. He's, even though he's not Italian, but he grew up in New York. So he knows a lot of Fredos. And that's what he calls uh, a lot of people. So in theory, Savage started this thing about calling, you know, people Fredo. <laughs> what is that in reference to? It's okay. So in The Godfather, obviously The Godfather is a powerful man. Right. But he has a younger brother who was inept in everything. And all he did was talk, talk, talk. And um, in a big scene in the episode, Fredo went into this crazy rant about how he could do all these things, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so, and he's just, all he's, he just sounds like a big whiny baby. (laughs) And uh, so you just got to look up uh, Fredo rant, Godfather, the listeners will know. So either way, so I don't know how... Brandon Strzok was involved, but he was the one that posted the video, and I guess somehow, some way, he was there, uh, you know, recording this. But a person called Chris Como Fredo, <laughs> and he went ape poop and just <laughs> and he threatened the dude, and and he literally said this. He said Fredo is like the n-word to italians <laughs> oh come on and it's not but it's you know that's like on. that's like it's the same that reminds me just for that reference alone when lgbt people right when people say queer and they're like equating that to the n-word and i'm like no because that has queer means odd or odd and, and yeah. the n-word has one meaning for one <laughs> One for for just black people in the most dehumanizing way, 
But the thing is, like, <laughs> I, I, that, that's the thing, you know, liberals are constantly getting, uh, progressives are constantly just getting offended by everything. I, I mean, now what, Fredo? You can't call somebody Fredo now? No, but that's why it was funny as hell. It was funny. The video itself is really funny. Um, and just to see how he really did act like Fredo from The Godfather. It was funny to see this dude triggered so wildly. But anyway, so Trump made a uh, point and saying if the red law, the red law, red flag law passed, Cuomo shouldn't have a gun because, you know, he would have shot the dude, you know, because he can't use his fist as a weapon. So he would have used a gun. <laughs> I don't know, but Trump made him look ridiculous too. But it, anyway, um, but it, as funny as it was, it's, it's still just anybody. a gimmick. Yeah. And there is no point in that. Like, there was no point in it didn't really help anything with red flag laws. Because I'm against red flag laws, actually. What's that? Can so you... a red flag law would be... Um, okay, so basically, if a mental health professional deems you dangerous, you cannot own a gun. And the thing is, Anybody can be red flagged for anything. And it's just a blanket thing. And, you know, it takes away due process, basically. And it leaves your rights up to an individual who's going to pretend to be, you know, God. They're, they're making some sort of judgment on you when they should have no authority. Kind of like a social worker. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so... The dangers with this red flag law and mental health is this. Let's say you're in the, and this is a true thing. People don't know this. If you are no longer active duty and you're in the military, and then you tell your doctor, hey man, I'm having trouble sleeping. That goes to mental health. So when you get a referral for your sleeping problems at night, guess what happens? they send you to the, you know, psychiatrist or right. psychologist to figure out why you're not sleeping at night. And in theory, since you're seeing a psychiatrist, they could red flag you. And then that person loses the right to own a gun because why? Yeah. They're having trouble sleeping at night. <laughs> and now they're seeing a mental health professional. And that's not, you know, and that's the thing. Almost anything is considered a mental health issue. So what's going to happen is this. People who honestly need help, who are not crazy, but they need help for whatever reasons. Maybe they're an alcoholic. Maybe they are just having trouble sleeping. They're not going to go seek help. And, it, and, and if you're not sleeping at night, it creates real medical issues. You can have heart troubles. You can have digestive problems. If right. You sleep. Um, your thought processes slow down if you don't sleep properly. And just to keep the right to have a gun, that's insane. Just because you see a psychiatrist doesn't mean you're mentally ill. And again, they're demonizing mental health. How is this related to what we're talking about? Is it because of the trigger culture? Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, 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 no. Because the whole point, okay, so what, what, because I know he's your friend, but what Brandon Strzok done was just a gimmick. 
Yeah. No, it, I agree with it that. It served yeah. no purpose. But if you really wanted to make it into an issue like the way Trump did, but Trump didn't really get it clear. Trump was trying to give an example on why red flag laws are bad. <laughs> but he didn't do it. He was just making fun out of, out of Chris Como. And then he goes, the last line was, CNN has low ratings. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Thinking, okay, but, but I'll say it here. You really could have made a point for why the red flag laws are bad. Because in theory, Chris Cromo qualified to get his gun rights taken away from him. Right. Because he showed no control. And that has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. Just sure. because you're angry doesn't mean you can't have a right to a gun. I mean, in mm -hmm. the old days, people used to duel each other. Sure. Andrew uh, Hamilton and Andrew Burr, they yeah. had a fight. And Hamilton was what? Uh, a very important man in the secretary or something like yeah, that. Yeah, very important dude. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, um and that was basically a tangent about you could have used this for a real situation. But well, my my point is this the conservatives, they don't have a point. They are no better than the liberals who do identity politics. Conservatives mm -hmm. just do gotcha, 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 and that's their right. right. And gotcha. and politics. yeah, no, that that's actually why I've been a little bit fed up, and I've kind of stepped out of the conservative sphere. Not because I'm no longer a conservative. Anything doing this show with you, talking about Christianity, focusing on my faith, has made me more conservative. I'm, I think I'm more conservative than my parents. I'm, I'm probably, other than you, I'm the most conservative person I know. Now, I don't say conservative like, oh, you know, like, like, you know, you think of like a traditional, like, you know, cover your women and all that kind of stuff. No, no. I mean like conservative in that the natural laws, Christianity and the principles thereof, right? So yep, exactly. I understand it in and out. I understand what's best for people from my own experiences. And here's the thing. I agree with you. What you said hit the nail on the head, and I'm going to set the record straight. I am no longer a fan of this whole own the liberals culture. Ah, liberals look stupid doing this. So what? It doesn't help anybody. If my goal here is to create impact and help people, well, maybe meme culture and own the lib culture and making fun of people, yeah, it gets you attention. It points out hypocrisy and stupidity. But this is the same reason why I'll say this right here, why I'm not a fan of Laura Loomer. So if you don't know who Laura Loomer is, right? And I've said this in YouTube videos and people are like, oh, well, how could you not like her? You got to be on the same side as conservatives. I'm like, you guys are low IQ, all of you. And I don't say that to, to demean anybody, but what people, what she was doing was she was that girl that basically went on, she, she went to, Twi she got banned from Twitter. So she went to Twitter's headquarters, and handcuffed herself to the front door. It's almost like performance art to kind of get attention to be like, Jack Dorsey, give me back my verification back. Give me my account back. And then I didn't, I don't know why I did that. But, but, no, but I also seen her do that at Google. She Facebook, did right. She did that Facebook. And then she, she went to Nancy Pelosi's home. Pelosi's, exactly. It's the same girl. See, that's the type of conservatism that's just, it, it, it's, it's, so she, the way she rose to prominence, and this is the biggest thing was she 
is the type of conservative, I'll say this right now, that doesn't even believe in the First Amendment. She doesn't. And I'll tell you why. Because when there was a play, sort of a, an anti-Trump play, Shakespearean play where Trump was killed, you know how they kind of dramatize that and everything? Yeah. He went up on the stage there and disrupted it. But here's the thing. People can do that because that's their First Amendment right. And yeah. yeah, it's not what we'd support, but she literally went up there, disrupted it. The play got canceled. She got a lot of donations because she got thrown in jail. She ended up going and getting plastic surgery with all that money. You know, they set up fundraisings to shill everybody of their money and everything to support her. And, and, and the thing is, this is the type of conservative that makes conservatism lose its, lose its meaning because she doesn't believe in free speech. She plays to the victim aspect. And when she got kicked off of every social media platform, I'm like, are you really that surprised with your antics? You don't really do anything other than get in people's faces and yell at them. So she, she's done some good work where she's like exposed. Um, what's his name? Uh, oh God, what's his guy's name? Minnesota Senator guy, Keith, what's his face? Wow, I'm blanking. But Rashida Tlaib, come on. How can I not know this guy's name? Keith, what's his face from, from Minnesota? Yeah, hold on. Minnesota. Hey, I don't know much about Minnesota politics. Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison, attorney general. So he, he, she went after him. Keith oh, Ellison. okay. Right. And then Rashida Tlaib, you know, so she, you know, she confronts people like Uma Abedin. But the way she does it is very, like disruptive you know what i mean and i guess that some people go well that's her style she she she's brave and a strong courageous woman for going to people and you know basically trespassing on their property and getting in their faces and everything and here's the deal she just gets removed from the premises so she doesn't even get a chance to get her word in because she starts screaming at people causing a scene saying hey why do you believe in this how can you support us and then because she's acting like a raging fool, she gets removed. And, and see, that's the type of conservatism that plays to what you were just talking about, which is very gimmicky. It's attention-grabbing. You're not really here to have solutions. You're here because you want attention. Yep. And, uh, you know, the thing is, have we heard anything from Laura Loomer in the past couple of months? No. Why? Because now that some of that stuff is over and you got nothing left, it's like, what are you going to expose? I mean, she's fighting to get her platforms back. But I'm like, you know what? Roll with it. Figure else, something else out. And that, that right there is a conservative approach where it's like, don't be sovereign. Don't put all your assets in, onto social media platforms that you don't have any control over. Like if, you, if YouTube decided to delete me today and I lost everything, right? It would suck because I wouldn't have my audience. But at the same time, what I've learned about conservatism is to understand that value, right? Understand that you've got to be sovereign. You've got to... I mean, you taught me this. It was just, it's like conservatives, like I, I don't think even a lot of conservatives know what it really means to be a conservative. And I, I'll say this honestly, because the Bible's the original doctrine on truth. All conservatism is, is the natural laws and the truth, right? Yep. You're conserving that. What are you conserving? When people say, well, I'm a conservative because I vote red or I like gun. No, that's not what it means. <laughs> so well, no but it's the truth and i'll interject a little bit because that was a long rant sorry but no no no, 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 no. i'll inter no because the thing is people really need to understand because they go yeah but professor drag was an atheist i'm like yeah but you guys don't get it i was an angry dude 
when I was, you know, a long time ago, I was charged with 32 counts of attempted murder in a single bound, as they say. And that's not a way to live. You know what I mean? If I swear to God, if I would have known anything about, you know, Christianity or, or had a normal childhood, oh, I, I would have avoided a lot of pain. But that said, uh, you know, I know now, and this is because of you, uh, I know the truth about, you know, Christian, especially with Romans. I mean, you know, without Romans, no, seriously, without Romans, I never would have understood it. Nobody ever told me anything about that Romans, the book of Romans. Every answer is in there. But anyway, I stay here nor there. I don't want to sidetrack. <clears throat> but this is the thing that people don't get. Street conservatism really is the truth. But it's just the modern version of the Bible. Everything in the New Testament is pretty much street life, but street life 2019 years ago. <laughs> because Jesus was, you know, the son of God walking around the streets. He wasn't hanging out in palaces. He wasn't hanging out with the president or, you know, a certain, you know, the. Well, remember many months ago, you told me that to be like a street conservative, and this was before you knew this, you had to be sovereign. You couldn't be yeah. bought, right? You have to know how to make money, not if it, because here's the thing it means that you can't really be led astray. You know, you're true to your values. And I really do think that that's part of having integrity is also part of being a conservative. And also, even though every human being on this planet is a liar, part of being a conservative is also being truthful, being consistent in your actions and your words and your beliefs. But the main thing, you got to be true to yourself. Yeah, well, that's that's essentially what I mean. But whenever I say true to yourself, people are like, well, I'm going to continue doing this because I'm true to me. No, you know, like, yeah, you're right. You got to change. Now, but here's the thing. This is the crazy thing. And I never knew this. Being true to yourself is basically loving God and loving yourself as you love God. Yeah. That's the first commandment Jesus says. Being true to yourself on the streets, that's the thing. That is the literal explanation for that, how it happened. And I still don't know why. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I don't understand why I was able to do this. And because it's a man, like when I really think, I think, man, this is like a miracle that I honestly was able to do this. Be yeah. true to myself, be sovereign, not because the thing is the hardest thing to avoid is alcohol, not to get addicted to alcohol, not to get addicted to smoking weed. Right. Not to get, I mean, Boy, those are the hardest things to not do on the streets. Get high, you know, get drunk. And, and, and yeah, me being able to avoid that was like a miracle. Like I, I just, yeah, I even looking back, I just freak out like, man, I just, I always said no. Just something always told me that's the devil's pee. <laughs> that's what we used to call it. You know, that's the diet, drinking the devil's piss. And just if you just call it piss or think about it as urine, yeah, I just, yeah, I never did it. But anyway, so long story short, being sovereign is extremely difficult because people fall into the money trap. And, and, and you know, everybody is guilty of this. Like once they get a taste of having money, they always want more. They always want more. And then that money somehow corrupts 
how they honestly feel and think. But again, if you really understand how to be true to yourself, then money means nothing to you. Like seriously, uh, in theory, I should be doing other things, but right now I'm kind of goofing off. <laughs> you know, I take an hour, hour and a half. I wish we could do more hours, but you know, whatever. I know you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> but, and the attention span of the audience, you know. Yeah, I mean, but no, but I'm telling you, once we get callers, I think they'll be more engaged. But anyway, because uh, man, I would love to do three hours every day. <laughs> yeah, that would be. But anyway, but my point is this. Money means literally nothing to me. And it should mean nothing. See, now I understand it. Money means nothing to any Christian either. Any true Christian knows money means nothing. That's why they're so charitable. You know what I mean? Because Christians are charitable because they know it means nothing. But building other people up the same way you built yourself up, that means everything. Because you're not really giving them a handout. You're just helping them up. They fall to the floor. All you're doing is giving them a hand. Hey, you know what? Let me, let me pick you up. Just like that. Like, I'll never forget that dude that gave us the hot chocolate. He didn't have to do it, but he goes, oh, you guys look like you need it. See, and that those are the stories that people carry with them, especially if they're not if they're not exposed to that kind of environment. In your formative years, you always speak about those guys that uh, you know, basically helped you out. You know, there was food in the trash and it was marked, and you don't even know, and this is when you were a kid, right? Or somebody gave yeah. you a hand. And you have said this time and time again that you credit some of those instances as those instances that prevented you from going off the rails. Like there's still true kindness in this world and you can't explain it, but it keeps you there, you know, well, like, that, but okay. So I'm not kidding you. I would have killed people if it wasn't for those kind, because seriously, like how those people took, I don't want to say mercy, but pity, like they pitied me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of made me have pity on other people. So when I was beating somebody up and, trust me they deserve that's it. why that's why in hebrews it says you got to overcome evil with good you just got to do it because here's the thing when you you can actually change people when you do that it softens people and they cannot explain how <laughs> in ways that yeah, that, that ripple weak-minded you know what i mean but it's the truth it's not weak-minded yeah i know but that's my point a lot of people myself included I would think that was like, oh, I'm not weak-minded, you know, like, and that's why I think I fought it for so long because, you know, being smart is actually not that good. Yeah. And I understand how like, because, but I totally disagree with pastors who believe technology is going to destroy the world when it's not. Technology is God's gift for us to give a hand to people and everybody around the world science will help us once we stop monetizing science because <laughs> that's the truth it's it's you know and i'm guilty of this too because well not me personally but although i did benefit a little bit but but 50k ain't nothing trust me these guys got hundreds of millions uh so anyway but you know science technology this type of stuff shouldn't have a patent. You shouldn't be able to patent nature's laws. And that's the thing. It's like, come on, how can you patent these types of things? You know, but, you know, and because we patent that and because we turn God's gifts into money, well, of course that's evil. 
it should be given away, not for free, but you know what I mean? It's, it's just like when you grow cotton. Well, I don't know why I'm thinking cotton, but it's the truth. When you grow cotton and you know how to turn cotton into cloth, that's not a patent, but you should get paid something for figuring it out. And then you should do trade with people and they give you whatever they can. Mm-hmm. But a patent forces a person who can never afford something deny them access to that technology and then therefore that technology is now weaponized and uh either way but uh so like i'm gonna defend being smart but at the same time being smart also teaches you arrogance and a lot of smart people are very pride is the ultimate downfall and it's why lucifer fell out of heaven because he thought he was so beautiful and so powerful that he was gonna match god that's original sin right there. It's just, yeah, it is the downfall like, of every man. Yeah, no, but I'm my serious. pride didn't allow me to accept Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. the truth because I never even picked up the book. Why would I read it? I know all the stories. People tell me I heard my, my boys praying. You know, I hear it. So I, I learned enough about it. I know they're dumb and I'm smarter than them. So you know what I mean? I can survive. They can't. Boom, 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 boom. And I kept going. But that type of arrogance, pride, didn't allow me to love myself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, makes perfect And that's because that's what pride does. Pride stops you from actually being able to love yourself. You would think, oh, man, they're so proud. Prideful people love themselves. No, they don't. Joan Rivers died from her own pride. Seriously, she was totally healthy. But one of her facelifts went astray. She got infected and died. Boom. That's how it works. You know what I mean? And she was actually making a comeback. Yeah. 80-something <laughs> you know? years old with all that plastic in her face, you know? Yeah, no, but she got a botched surgery. She passed away. And, yeah. uh, man, and that's crazy. That, that's but, an interesting perspective. But, but I hope that – do you see now that I think even in conservative circles, right? And I, I'm going to say this again because with, with the gimmicks and the – even just the pundits and all of that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm at this point now where a true conservative is a Christian because it's the truth, right? It's not conservative up to a point. I feel like with conservatism as it is, we talk about the natural laws, right? If you ask a typical conservative pundit, what does it mean to be a conservative? It means to conserve right preserve the constitution in america if you define a conservative right it would mean there is a degree of adherence to christian values a degree now i didn't say absolute but a degree of it you believe in free speech you believe in individual sovereignty to a degree you believe in limited government right but the big sort of i I hate it but it's a blanket term it's it's almost very generic like it's very very just there's no water in it right it's like ah no socialism, capitalism, good, low taxes, good, small government, good. You know, that, that's what we see with conservatism. At this point now, with everything that we've discussed in my journey, a conservative is all of those things and a follower of Christ. Like, it's exactly. just, it, it cannot, it's like, I, I feel like, like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, it, it's like, if you're a gay conservative, I mean, I don't, I mean, you, I guess in, in label, yes, but lifestyle and environment and natural, no, well, that's what I'm just going to say. Cause there's, it's conflicting there. It's like, well, but, but here's the thing, because I don't want, I don't want you to fall into this trap 
but being gay is exactly the same as being prideful. It's exactly the same as being gluttonous. It really is. Because it's lust. Well, it's carnal mind. Yeah, it's carnal. And it's all the same. So we can't fault a gay dude no more than we can fault a fat dude. To me, right. they're really gross. <laughs> I, mean, I shouldn't laugh, but it's gross. I mean, uh, but then again, my anger is gross. You know what I mean? And that's the but, but the thing is, but the, the thing is, no, you're right. Because then the next logical thing is, well, no one's perfect. No one is, is Christ-like. I mean, no, that's the point. We're not supposed to be perfect. Right. right? No, no, but do, does that make sense? We're not supposed to be perfect. That is the struggle of being human. Yes. No, but see, but, but I'm going to tell you right now, the Fourth Amendment is straight up Christian. There is no denying that. The whole concept of search and seizure, due process, that's every, I mean, even the money changers, it's about due process. It's about, you know, people, mob rule and this and that. Everything has to do with that Fourth Amendment. And that Fourth Amendment is very, very powerful. And then it also leads to the fifth amendment. Oh my gosh. I just had a, an epiphany. You know what the perfect example of the fourth amendment is? And some people might get triggered of this, but this is literally in the gospels in the Bible. And I mean, it's brilliant that it's written in our constitution, but when Jesus was brought before the Romans and all the Jews yelled, crucify him, this is the example of the fourth amendment at work. Pilate, who eventually gave in and crucified him, right? The Jews handed him over and he got crucified. He basically said, well, this man has done nothing wrong. And it's like, can you tell me what he's done? Because had it been mob rule, hundred I mean, he did get crucified, but had it been yeah. mob rule, the Roman leader at that time, Pilate, wouldn't have said, well, you know what? This guy's done nothing wrong. Why are you bringing him to me for? See, that, that reaction right there to a so-called person of, this guy, you got to kill. He's done lots yeah. of wrong. He's practicing heresy, witchcraft, blasphemy, whatnot. You got to kill him. And that reaction of, well, what has he done exactly? That is the Fourth Amendment right there at work. And I think that people miss that. Because yeah. here's the thing. A lot of people give in to the, oh, you're bad? Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to process you. And it's like our, our, our legal system has its flaws in that area. Because the whole concept of innocent until proven guilty is no longer a virtue that we have. Exactly. And we give up those rights. We gave yeah. them up. Like, no, willingly admit guilt. The whole aspect of pleading guilty and not guilty is self-admission for perhaps responsibilities that you're not responsible for. Consequences that you're not liable for. Like, yeah. you didn't do it. Well, I'm telling you now, like... See, liberals, progressive, get this right. They want due process. They're always screaming about due process this, due process that. And then conservatives are the ones who give it away. Yeah, but and, and I don't want to say anything negative, but uh, or sound racist or anything like that. <laughs> but it needs to be said, because this is the truth. Most of the Jews will never accept the Fourth Amendment. They don't believe in that. It goes against the Jewish faith. That's why they can't accept Christ. Because they believe, you know, I mean, 
I don't know much about that story about Pilate, but I'm pretty sure the mob of Jews turned in Jesus, right? Yeah. Because he was going up against the grain. And that's the point. The Fourth Amendment stops people from doing that. And that's the thing. When they searched, they could find no fault with this man. That's why the story of Jesus. Yeah, but that's why the story of Jesus is what it is. It's this a man who was perfect because he was God in the flesh, had done nothing wrong. It's part of our salvation and all that. But that story about the mob yelling crucify him. That right there is an example of the Fourth Amendment. No, and even when the, Roman, when the Roman leader was like, yeah, I can't find any fault with this man. Or I don't, okay, I could be butchering the story. So for those of you who are uh, evangelicals, gospel guys, you know, you can, you, you can, you, can uh, you know, criticize me later. I'm not looking at, at a gospel right now. But that was the deal. They could find no fault in them because the guy had done nothing wrong. Think about the history. Now, historically... That story was Jewish people turned in Jesus because he was going against the green, regardless if he did anything right or wrong. And a lot of people, okay, but before you go on, a lot of people will disagree with this, but I'm not saying this. The Bible's saying this. This is in First Thessalonians. You can look it up. Just That's no, all I'm going to say. For people who are like, oh, the Jews didn't. Come on. Who, who was living there? Jesus was hanging out with the Jewish people. Right, right. That's who he was hanging out with. So there is, you can't deny this. I don't even know the Bible, but just a student of history, you will know that Jesus was hanging out with other Jewish people. He was causing, you know, he was just making other Jews look at their faith differently. That's all he was doing. And basically, they hated him for it. That was the first incident of people going against the fourth and fifth amendment <laughs> that's the first time and to this day it's the jewish people in conservative circles who are quote-unquote pro-cop they're the ones keep who keep preaching hey look these dudes are heroes and this and that just do what they say give up your rights just give them up just just and a lot of conservatives follow that but the thing is, it goes against the teachings of Christ because Jesus was the one that said, if you never sin, throw the first stone. And the thing is, cops, they're sinners too. And the thing is, it's you don't ever give up your Fourth Amendment rights, especially if you've done nothing wrong. You right. shouldn't be judged. Ever, 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 ever. Guys, because I'm saying this for the listeners too, never, ever, you know. You know but you don't fight people. You, but you don't give up your rights. You, if they say, can I? It's like, no, you may not. I've done nothing wrong. But if you're going to give me a ticket, please give me the ticket and I will be on my way. That's all you need to say. You don't need to fight with anybody, but you never go up against those principles because once you start to deviate from Christianity, I swear to God, your world will, will your world will crumble. Right. I mean, I just never knew I was a Christian. Never knew it because I never read the Bible. Seriously. But in order to survive the streets, you cannot love money. You cannot, you know, you just can't give in to all of those carnal things. I mean, look, even at my age, I'm not a big fat dude. Yeah. You know I mean, I've never taken it up the butt or given it up the butt or none of that crap. I've just, by pure luck and just, you know, maybe some secret angel was guiding me. I don't know. But the point is, I've been lucky to always live a Christian lifestyle. 
and uh, even without knowing it. And, and I think that's possible for all people uh, across this world. Even in North Korea, I believe there's a lot of North Koreans who live a Christian lifestyle who never learned the word of God. Never. Because they don't have access to it. Yeah. Somehow, some way, God must protect people. I mean, I don't know about these things. You know, I, I, I wish I did, but I don't. But there has to be some mechanism where God protects people. But maybe he doesn't. I don't know. And it's just ingrained in our DNA to live a Christian lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because I, I just think everybody wants to live in peace. Everybody wants to be healthy. And everybody wants the answers and the truth implicitly. Well, not, but check this out. And when you get the truth, you're not going to want to see other people in pain either. Because you know what I mean? It makes just something, you know, when you see somebody else in pain, it's like, man, that sucks. What could I do to help? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just a part of who we are as humans. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, if you're an animal, you know, most lions see a dead man just walk right past it. You know what I mean? They don't care. They don't really want to help. Although I've seen cats try to help other cats off the streets when they get run over. But most animals don't show that type of empathy towards one another. Mm -hmm. And the thing about being progressive, they teach you not to have empathy for others. They're always complaining about their rights being trampled, but they have no empathy for others. And then conservatives, you know, I don't know. They're, to me, they're just about gimmicks. They don't care about solutions. They don't really want to help others. They but always when, think they do. And, and here's the thing, though, because I think when people exist in that collectivist mindset of they, right, and our rights and our freedoms and everything, I think that you're always going to run into the same problem of, well, it's going to seem like it's an expense of another person, not necessarily because you intended to do that, but because of the fact that, well, if you operate off of groupthink, everybody's different. Even every black person's experience is going to be different, right? So if you want to, <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to say here too is we need to almost, uh, my train of thought was going in the direction of like, well, we need to understand that when we're looking to help each other, that we don't fall into that common trap where we're trying to make all encompassing decisions for everybody, you know? There, there's something that, that I believe in the Bible where I think it, it actually it actually kind of falls in line with politics and religion, but it unfortunately has created wait, wait, a... repeat that. You froze for a second. Oh, I said it's created a connotation of politics and religion that's very similar to what we're talking about here. Think about Catholicism, for example, right? Groupthink, right? Being indoctrinated into it and... There's, not, there's no such thing as sovereignty in the Catholic Church because if you think about it, you have to confess your sins to a priest. So there's no individual priesthood of the actual follower. Now, Jesus preaches against that. You accept him, and he is your Savior. And you cannot be born into Christianity unless you choose to be born again. So when people say born again, you're crazy. You're not born. But that's, they're missing it because <laughs> you, to be part of that, you just have to ask for it. You just have to yeah. be born into it. But Catholicism is basically Christianity that became part of, it, it became legalized. It's basically, you know what, how Catholicism came about? I already mentioned this before, but it was when, okay, the Roman emperor, right? 
decided that the the religion of the Roman Empire at that time, I think it was Constantine, was going to be Christianity. But what he did was he made it into law. He made it so that every Roman had to be a Catholic, hence the term Roman Catholic. And instead of worshiping Jesus as their God, they swapped out all their gods like Jupiter, Uranus, and Venus for (laughs) St. Mary, St. Peter, and St. Paul. And they have idols. And that's not right. So, so I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. But what I'm trying to say is this. No, but that's true. That's very yeah. true. They, they, all they did is, dude, I'm telling you, who praised the Mary? I'm sorry. But I just got to say, it, it's, <laughs> that's not right. It, it's not doctrinally sound. And if we're going to use the word of God as the final authority of everything, that's, there's nothing about that is, that's scriptural. But what I'm saying also is, is this. When we start to think in terms of groupthink, right, and Christianity becoming more cult-like because there's all of these rules and everything. We need to understand that. I think man's aspect of wanting to create a group is also to create a system that everyone adheres to. And that's what Judaism has, which is a bunch of laws and rules. That's what Catholicism has, which is a bunch of laws and rules. But in Christianity, it's like, well, you choose to go willingly and you do it. And it, and the thing is, when people say, Jesus set me free, and they go, well, you're a Christian now, so that means you can't do all these things. Well, you don't want to do those things anymore because you decided to take it. You decided to accept that. Right. And I think that people need to understand that it's very individualized. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's it is. not, it's not a, like, cause when, when every, when, when people start falling into denominations, right, that's the big thing here. And it's like the certain practices that this denomination does and that none of that is, is, is inherently doctrinal. The whole aspect of Christianity is the individual priesthood of the believer. And what does that mean? Well, Jesus was preaching sovereignty since day one, but it's you and God. It's you and him. And now, of course, you, you, you know, join up with other fellow Christians in fellowship, but you don't start making collectivist laws as to how everybody should be behaving or anything, because you know why? You know, none of that's going to matter. Your works don't save you. It's your faith. See, yeah. that's the thing. And that's, it's, the only, it's the only religion like it is. It's not works. It's faith. And I want to get that straight into people's heads because I know there's a lot of Pentecostals that don't believe in that. A lot of Calvinists that believe that don't believe in that. And it's just... I never heard of like, what's a Calvinist? They believe in predestination in that like anybody who is going to be saved is going to be saved. And uh, like, it's like, you know what I mean? Anyone that who... Jehovah's will, Witness? No, no. That's another thing. That's- <laughs> But, I'm telling but I'm so what I'm so anyways to tie it back to what we're talking about here because we started off this this uh big show with um Cuomo and Frito people need to understand that when it comes to conservatism it, it falls very much in line in that the credit isn't going to you you don't do these things to edify yourself but to edify others right and that's why even myself with, with YouTube and all that, it's not because, oh, it's slowed down, so I stopped doing it. It's because it doesn't feel in alignment with my life right now. I mean, I don't, I don't really care to be a, a political influencer right now. It, just, it, it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't vibe with me. What I like is this. I like to converse about this, give my opinion. And even if nobody knows my name about it, okay, so be it. That doesn't bother me. What I care about is impacting people on a more individual basis which is why politics aside man i would not participate in it until i knew i was actually it was a community that i helped build that's all i'm you know 
Yeah. And that's how it should be because, you know, when I look at Candace Owens and Brandon and, and Joy Vila and Loomer, whoever, all of those people, you know, and they're getting a lot of play with, you know, opening up for Trump and doing all that other stuff. But again, they're not changing anybody's lives. They're not. They're just, look, Trump needs them because Trump needs them. That is just, he needs to get reelected. So if Trump, Trump is smart by using these people. But if these people really want to be taken seriously as real people who can, you know, make social changes, they, one, have to learn about solutions. But number two, they have to understand that these solutions already exist in the Bible. It's just a reality. And until these people, if they can't figure that out, they're always going to be just nothing more than a gesture, like a clown. You know, like a gesture you know, in its day was an important person, but nobody took those people seriously. You know what I mean? But they get you to notice anything. They get you to notice problems, but the gesture never did more than get you to notice that a problem existed. That's it. The policymakers did all of that. And I don't know if I was, if I had a choice of being a gesture or a policymaker, I would choose to be the policymaker. I just would, you know, because the gesture tends to be the stupid dude, you know, and I don't want to be the stupid dude if, 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 uh, if I have an intelligence given by God or, or Jesus, I don't know who gave it to me, but if somebody gave me this gift, I don't want to waste it. You know what I mean? Just being some kind of fool who dresses up in a dress made out of the American flag. And look at me. I'm so different. No, you're don't not. Wrong. I, I love these people, right? I like Joy. I like Brandon. You know, I, no, but, no, I know. I, 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 no, no, I'm agreeing with you, but I also want to separate and go. The real meat of it has to be in. Yes, no, but, and that. here's the thing. I invite them to listen to you seriously and really speak to you about real issues. What can they honestly do? Because we spoke about this yesterday about that crazy pastor <laughs> out of New York, you know, Manning, I, he's so it, funny, dude. He, no, but the thing is who has better solutions for the people who are poor, that pastor or joy or Brandon. And I believe that crazy pastor does. That crazy pastor speaks more truth than all of those people from Walkaway combined. And, and the thing is, you, you got to give this crazy dude, you know, some kind of props because, man, that guy, if he wasn't so angry, he would be powerful. But, I mean, he's pretty powerful for what he'd been able to because, man, he took on an onslaught of gay this and gay that dude like if you would have seen the attack on him by cnn and the lgbtq community yeah like seriously i was like man like you know like i honestly didn't never didn't know what he went through but for what he went through and for what he was able to keep and maintain oh man like i don't know how people can't be afraid of that type of power because that dude is not articulate <laughs> you know what i mean and he's <laughs> But and the thing is, be a dude like I, I remember an old Baptist pastor of mine used to say that back in the original days, like, like if your pastor is not getting is not getting shut down, and he's not and he's not constantly dodging bullets, 
then he's probably not doing things right. <laughs> well, because they hated Jesus, so they're going to hate you for doing that. And I know that some of the things that I've said on the show, even some people who are close to me have said, dude, I can't support that stuff. What you say about, you know, <laughs> like Christianity and then Jews and all that. I'm like, but it's the truth. And it's like, it's not me. It's in the Bible. I'm not saying well, this stuff. No, the Bible is saying no, but, see, but here's the thing. They still don't get it. We're not saying kill the Jews or kill the Muslims or kill the gay people or kill, you know, drug addicts. We're just saying to help them. That's it. You know, that's all we're saying. Nobody's saying take away their rights. And that's what people get all confused. Oh, you're condemning. Nobody's condemning. We're just saying, you know, you got to think beyond your play or your willingness to just send everybody to prison <laughs> without, you know, due process. That's all we're saying. It's the truth. I mean, because it's, it's literally... And, and it's like, look, instead of saying the Constitution, Constitution, but nobody wants to read because, you know, look, what's more complicated, the Bible or the Constitution? Well, I, I think the Bible is easier to read, you know, and, and it's so just read the New Testament. Forget the Old Testament because it's, it's not relevant to how to live in a society. It's just not. What's really relevant is the New Testament. It's real basic. I mean, the ideas are real basic. Love yourself. Love your neighbors. Don't judge other people. Don't throw stones at one another. <laughs> I, mean, I always laugh at that. <laughs> but it's true. Dude, like, I'm not kidding you. When I was in the Middle East, you know, even in Saudi Arabia, you think Saudi Arabia is a little bit more advanced than these other countries. But even in Saudi Arabia, I've seen dudes picking up frogs. <laughs> I'm like, man, it's a crazy thing to see. And I'm thinking, man, these dudes are cavemen. You know what I mean? It's like picking up stones. It's like let's go get the rocks i'm thinking man but yeah that was in 2017 yeah uh, my, no but even you know it's been a couple of years since i've been but come on they were picking up rocks <laughs> you know, it's like but you know you could only laugh at that but come on these dudes are picking up rocks thinking that's the way to solve your problems it's it's like really like i mean Hearing that story about Pilate and Jesus and the Jews is kind of like living in the Middle East right now because you just see a whole bunch of like crazy Muslim dudes just picking up rocks like they, they're just so ready to throw the rocks at each other. It's a crazy thing, but it still happens to this day. And, you know, it, it's come on. That's not look. This is this is modern times. It's time to give all that crap up. And that's the thing, like, so I don't want anyone to ever believe that I'm pushing the Bible just for the sake of being, I'm an atheist, you know, just, just until recently, I've lived a violent life, you know, and it just, you, people have to just trust me. It's not like Cuomo, come on, acting like that is not the right way to act. We are intelligent people. Somebody called you a name. Big deal. Keep walking. Yeah. There's like some Chinese kid called me the N-word. I was going to beat the crap out of him. But then, you know, you know, my boy who is Chinese. No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's not done an offense. It's, you know, it's just how the young people talk these days. 
Remember how we had an episode a long time ago, how we talked about a lot of racial problems that are ignited by white supremacists come because Chinese people and black people can't understand each other, not because they don't like each other. Yeah. It happens because people like when you were wanting to beat that kid up, is because of a misunderstanding, not because he's actually a racist. Yeah, he's like, not a racist. He just called me the N-word because he thought I was his boy. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And I'm thinking, no, but thank God, like, you know, because those are my customer base. Can you imagine? You know, they're like, dude, man, the owner kicks everybody's ass for no reason. Let's not go to this shop anymore. But yeah, luckily... They're like, yeah, man, Snoop. You, oh, they, they call me Snoop. They go, Snoop, you've been out of it for so long. It, it's just, uh, you know, this, that, this, that's like, yeah, it's just, just, just change. And I'm thinking, all right. Nah. Yeah. But see, that's what hip hop does. You know, they glorify all of this negativity and everybody thinks it's okay to call each other names. And it's like, but anyway, my point is this, see, that behavior is wrong. That could have cost me, you know, millions of dollars of revenue and, and 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 you know but thank god the other dude like because seriously my like my security they're all christian dudes like even one's even a pastor one of my security uh dudes and uh yeah it was just always a weird thing but well i guess blacks are just more religious than than other people but but black christians tend to do very well I said this. Yeah, we talk about this. If they're Christian, they have God and they have intact families. I have never met a, I think they're all like millionaires. I've never, because they work hard. Black people work hard. I will say that. But if they have intact families and they're Bible believing Christians, I've never met an unsuccessful black person. Like it's, yeah, no, but, but the negative is like, uh, well, I mean, but they're bouncers too. Like my security are basically bouncers. So, you know, it's their job to just kick ass, but they never killed anybody. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, like, yeah, it was, yeah, we can get into this later. Cause I don't want to glorify fighting. Uh, Cause I'm really against it. I, I, I used to be a fan of like the UFC and all this, but now I know better. <laughs> you know, seriously, it's like, but I'm still angry inside, but I'm working on it. And that's why you always got to keep working on it. Because that's your works. Your works is working on yourself. Because working on yourself will help you believe in, in Jesus and God. But, but other than that, if you're not constantly working on yourself, you're never because, in like, I get it. I get 12 steps now. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, if you're not constantly admitting that you're an addict and you fall back into alcoholism or drug addiction, man, you lose everything. You know, you really do. Like people don't get what it's like to be a drug addict, which is, makes that Mike Lindell even more amazing. It's like, dude, man, he was a drug addict and he did what? But now, but now look at him. You know what I mean? He's even more successful now that he's kicked everything and he's a, a, a true Christian born again, I guess is what you say. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. The, the, going back to this gimmicky stuff, what stops ev- all these young people from being truly successful is they don't understand the true meaning of the Christian word. They don't. They're listening it. They're listening from a perspective of people who believe in that Judeo-Christian stuff. 
and that Judeo-Christian stuff takes away some very found principles of Christianity, which would be the fourth and fifth amendment of this constitution, which is very, but all those parable stories, I'm telling you, that's a good story. The one about Pilate and Jesus, like, hey, you're an innocent man. He didn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, you know, it's like the Jews did what? What they do? And the guy, their enemy, said, this dude's innocent. Why are you bringing him to me? Are you kidding me? That's insane. It's like Pilate obviously was the enemy of these Jewish people. But somehow, some way, the enemy was able to recognize that this dude was innocent, but they didn't care. That's insane. And, and that's the point. A lot of it's part of their history. And I don't think they've ever learned from their history. I've learned from my history. You know, it took me 30 years, but a lot of Jewish people will not learn from that history. Not all like blanket. Cause I believe Savage is he's, pretty much like me like even though he might not have been born a christian or whatever or born of a different faith like he's jewish but he understands and lives a christian life he doesn't judge he doesn't throw stones you know what i mean and that's how you have to be you cannot you know it's okay to have all of these other you know laws or whatever but if you don't understand and embrace the fourth and fifth amendment, not judging others, not trying to help others, you're screwed. You're going to live a very damned life because think about it. Look at San Francisco. Come on, you're in Union Square and everybody's walking over the homeless people. But it stinks like sh like poop. It like <laughs> That's the world you're creating because you refuse to help these people and you're judging these people. Look what happened. Now we got a bunch of drug addicts. Now we got a bunch of people pooping on the streets. This is the world we created because we judged everybody instead of helping people. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, should we help people? Yeah, but only through, you know, I hate to say this, but it has to be through Christ. You cannot help people through Catholic charities or other government entities. You just can't because it's not going to help. It's not going to work. There is a history of over 2,000 years that it hasn't worked. Only through true Christian principles, which is economics, mm -hmm. which is how to become wealthy, which is how to be charitable. All of these things are explained for millennia and we still haven't figured it out because somehow, some way, other outside groups keep wanting to make it into like a Catholicism where, oh, we could bring in this entity, Allah, or we could bring in the Torah, or we could bring in whatever and we could intertwine it, but we can't. That's why that Fourth Amendment is uniquely Christian. Maybe the First Amendment, it's universal in all faiths. But the Fourth Amendment is not. That Fourth and Fifth Amendment in the Bill of Rights, that is uniquely Christian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's what happened to Jesus. He literally died that way. <laughs> An innocent man died because a group of people literally, out of mob rule. That's insane. 
So that Fourth Amendment stops that from ever happening again. And but there he was, had to, though. That was part of the plan. It was part of the plan. But yeah, yeah, I know, I get it. But still, but that's a tough lesson to learn, man. You know. <laughs> Oop, you're frozen. I mean, it's like, yeah. Ah, oh, jeez, Louis, that's tough. That's a tough thing. But yeah, I know it's been an hour. But uh, final thoughts: Conservatives, like you know, today's you know, youthful conservatives have to stop using these gimmicks. As funny as it may be, but it means nothing if there's no solutions behind it, if there's no way of helping others. You just can't make fun out of people and trigger people for no reason. That's right. not, it's just not the conservative way. And, you know, how do I know? Because somehow, some way I know without knowing the Bible, it's in the Bible somewhere. It has to, you just can't be making fun out of people for no reason. You got to help these people see the light. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and it's funny how the, you know, like, let there be light. <laughs> you got to let them see the light. I think that's a, a Christian thing too. Like it's a reference of knowing like, Hey, let there be light because Jesus was going to be the light. Like he's the lighthouse that, 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 you know, guides us. You know what I mean? That's why I think like, I don't know, like I, because I really don't know, but I just, my gut is telling me Jesus is, is just, I don't know, like he's different from God. Like, cause I don't want to say God made mistakes in the old Testament, but man, those Jews made a lot of mistakes, you know, and they continue to make the same mistakes thousands of years later. You know what I mean? But then Jesus was the light. He was that light. Like in the beginning, let there be light and boom, that big bang just spread. Mm -hmm. And I'm because he had a different philosophy of different way of teaching. And, and, and I think that's what, you know, if you are a Jewish person listening or a Muslim, I think that needs to be understood. Like there is something about that light that is guiding us that came from Jesus, not the other people, because he was unique in his teachings. And and why did he have to die? I mean, that's a hard way. I mean, can you imagine that? Like, you know, you got to die and you got to do it anyway. Dude, that's insane. So, you know, like, man, that's a special dude. You, you know what I mean? And it's like, man, sacrifice his own kid. That's heavy, dude. That's a heavy, heavy. Yeah. Thing. But anyway, no, so, yeah. I, but no, That's uh, a good uh, way to put it there. But you're absolutely right. I think that we caught wind of this, you know, with the gimmicks. But the important thing is, is with the, you know, the aspect of real conservatism, which I always encourage people to look into more. So, you know, I still stand by the fact that, you do have to be a, I, I believe that a true one, you know, it's not that you can't, but a Christian defines that because it all comes from that. It's not that conservatism predates Christianity. It comes from that, you know, it is the source. So, you know, and that's what I wanted to always leave our listeners with, but thank you guys for tuning in to today's show. Hope you guys are all having an amazing week and we'll talk to y'all soon.